Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. It's just, it's kind of like the story that keeps giving, doesn't it? RTE, RTE, RTE. And it's probably the first time ever RTE have been the top story on their own news. For what? It must be nearly four days. Is it four days now? Four days. Consistent. Well, since last Wednesday, I think. Was it Thursday? Thursday. It all kicked off. And the latest start to weigh in, of course, is Miriam O'Callaghan, who said she is receiving the €263,500 printed in the papers and printed in the public record. Claire Byrne got the ball rolling today by saying she's getting 251 which is 200 for her radio show. And she also said she got money for a quiz show she did, which is 25000 And she did admit... That seems like a lot of money for one show. But she said that's open, you know, to whatever you feel about it yourself. That's just the way it is. There's a whole question as whether they're being overpaid. Joe Duffy, of course, got involved as well. And he admitted how much he got. Well, it's not that they have to admit it. It's already on public record. Joe Duffy gets 300000 for the radio show and 51000 for other TV projects, including The Meaning of Life and other TV commitments he has. There's still a few more to come out, I suppose. Now, by the way, there is no obligation for them to clarify it. But I think at a time like this, a crisis like this, they probably should clarify it for full transparency. Because it is on public record and you are entitled to find out how much it is. You can go to the RT website, for example, and find out exactly what it is. Director General of RT, D. Forbes, has resigned forthwith. And not too happy, by the way, with the way she's been treated by staff or by executives in RTE. And she's taken a few with her because she said other people knew about this. Other executives knew about this. And obviously a financial controller would have known about it as well because somebody had to pay it. So, of case you've been buried for the last four days and you don't know what this is all about. Well, it turns out Ryan Tuberty got a total payment of 345000 more than his published salary between 2017 and 2022. So, I see, here's the problem. When Ryan took a pay cut, like everybody else, and D Forbes went on record back four, three or four years ago to say because of the RT crisis... Well, RT were in crisis anyway because they were losing money hand over fist. There was pay cuts all around for everybody, right from the bottom to the top. Depending on what you earned, different amount of pay cut. Um, Ryan Turbody got a pay cut just like everybody else. But did he really get a pay cut? He says he did. Um, But realistically, he didn't because he got a side deal which made up his wages. So while everybody else took the cut, he didn't really take it. Their argument was, oh, we didn't want to lose him. I don't think there was a suggestion Ryan was going to go. He did a couple of fill-ins for Graham Norton and the BBC. I don't think it was a big threat. I don't think he was going to go any minute. He had a 10-year contract with the Late Late Show anyway. So realistically, he probably wasn't going anywhere. So was it necessary? Probably not. So Ryan Tuberty had initially come out and said, this is Ortiz's problem, not mine. Then the following day, after making that statement, which if he had got good advice from PR company, he probably wouldn't have made that statement. Because the next day made him look a bit foolish because then he came out and said, well, actually, yeah... I do bear some responsibility. I should have noticed that it wasn't a public record, and I do apologize for that. So he has now apologized. The thing is, do you accept his apology? A lot of people watched him on the Late Late Show, particularly during COVID, when everybody took a pay hit. And he did the whole thing, you know, that he talked about the fact that we're all losing money and losing our jobs, and people are worried about losing money and losing their wages and everything else. And the line came out, we're all in this together. Well, it seems we weren't all in this together, after all, because Ryan's pocket wasn't really affected by it. Now, look, don't get me wrong. People have said to me on Twitter and other places, oh, you wouldn't refuse it, Noel, if you were offered it. You're actually right. I wouldn't have refused it. Of course not. But if I was taking taxpayers' money, I would make sure it was all accountable. And, you know, if it wasn't... And look, it's printed every year in the paper because every year on this show and other talk shows around the country, we all have a go at RTE wages saying how extortionate they are. And are they worth it? So it was. it's nationally printed. He would have noticed. That's not the amount of money I get. I get 70 grand more than that. And he should have corrected the record for his own sake. But he failed to do that. That's Ryan's biggest problem. Can he come back to radio now? Maybe not until the Oireachtas have finished dealing with the whole situation. But I want to know, have you lost faith in RTE? Have you lost trust in RTE? Some people said to me today they wouldn't even pay the television license anymore. They've lost so much faith or trust in RTE. Look... Let's not take it out on all the staff. Because I think if Ryan Turbody walked into the canteen tomorrow, remember, he wouldn't be the most popular guy in the canteen because people who worked around him all took a pay cut. Meanwhile, he didn't, and they didn't know about that. 
So he wouldn't be the most popular person there at the moment. And by the way, I don't want to judge Ryan. I've met him on a couple of occasions. He's a really genuine, nice guy. He made a big mistake. And let's see, will the public forgive him? I want to know, do you have faith in RTE? Is it fit for purpose? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Former RT correspondent for 25 years, TV News, finished two years ago. Uh, this week, by the way, and works in community development in Roscommon now, uh, is Kieran Maluli. Kieran, good afternoon to you. Or good evening. Niall. Good evening, Niall. How are you? How are you doing, Kieran? This is just the story that keeps giving, Kieran. Yeah, it's been an amazing uh, few, day, few days now. It's just an extraordinary few days. A sad time, really, because, you know, as I say, I worked in RTU over 25 years. Um, I can tell you I worked with a lot more people who were paid less than €100,000. Mm-hmm. And I worked with people who were paid over that fee. I mean, the vast majority of my colleagues were, were, were paid anything from 30 to 40, 50,000 euro for a job they did in the newsroom and a job I might say they did well. And that's the only good thing about what's happened in the last few days. I think the newsroom is still doing a good job because they're asking the key questions. And the questions that have to be asked about this incredible uh, behavior that we've only learned about since last Thursday, the extraordinary activities uh, that were going on behind our scenes and as you say yourself, uh, a betrayal of trust, not just for the licence fair and the public, but for the staff as well in there. It is sad to think that the side deal or secret deal or slush fund or whatever you want to call it, I've heard numerous words being thrown around over the last two or three days, but that side deal was worth probably twice the salary of some of the people you worked with. And for those, there's going to be a bad taste in their mouth. Where do you think, firstly, this leaves Ryan Tuberty? Do you think he can walk back in and be trusted again. When I say be trusted, look, I don't want to take away from the man's character. Mind you, he has apologised himself, so he has obviously admits that he took a, bears some responsibility for not making it public. But do you think he can walk back in there and people will just go, OK, live and let live, let's move on? Well, let me talk about the, about the, the, the timing of this for starters. When I left two years ago, Niall, uh, the then head of news, John Williams, was looking for savings of €2 million. Euros. Now, this is the year when uh, Ryan Tuberty was paid another €75,000. At that point, uh, RTE were looking for uh, vacancies. They offered voluntary redundancy packages. I remember them, they were yes. reducing, They were reducing facilities. They were actually uh, laying off freelancers, freelancers who, were, who had made quite a good living from them were no longer being used. And uh, they were not replacing staff who were leaving as well. Camera crews, including my own up in the Midlands, uh, had not been replaced for a period of time. All of these things were taken, taken to heart. The problem is for Ryan Tuberty, and, and you know, I'm like yourself, I've only met him a few times. I've, I've, I admire the work he's done in broadcasting. But the problem for Ryan Tuberty is in the statement that Dee Forbes issued this morning, because she explains again the background to this barter uh, account and the background whereby an agreement was made that you know this 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 corporate advertiser, this supporter would this supporter would pay the seventy five thousand euro that was needed. Uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to go to Ryan Tuberty and, and his agent. And that only happened for one year. And, I, and, and you may remember that this was the time of, of COVID. You know, RTE mm-hmm. staff remember this very, RTE staff remember this very well because Niall, a considerable amount of them were furloughed during COVID. Yes. Uh, significant, because RTE said they couldn't raise uh, the, the usual finance they could from, from corporate. But what we learned this morning was that despite this situation that evolved, and we can't blame D Forbes for that, because of what happened during COVID. Despite that situation, she said this morning that the invoices came in from uh, presumably Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly seeking their payment, seeking their payments for the other two €75,000. And that was the issue which led to the, uh, to the decision taken by people or persons of people we don't know inside there at the moment. In, 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 other, in other words, you would have imagined that the two of them would have had an understanding that RTE were in a very difficult situation and that maybe that side deal wasn't an option, you know, during that particular very difficult time in ORT financially, uh, and the fact that he's on reasonably good money anyway, you know, that he might have thought to himself, well, maybe it's not right to be doing this. Listen, at the, at the end of the day, Noel Kelly is there to represent uh, the person who pays him. He's there, to, he's an agent. He's like a football agent to many degrees. He's there to get the best deal he can get. But the question will have to be asked, uh, perhaps more so of Ryan Tuberty, that when it became obvious to him that because of COVID, he was not going to be able to do uh, the additional work that may, may or may not have been necessary in relation to the deal, uh, perhaps at that point in time, there was a case for 
simply uh, admitting or coming forward to, in those discussions with Dee Force, which she says she had with Noel uh, at that point, and, and accepting that the funds were not raised, the funds were not available from a third party, from a corporate party, uh, and instead of pursuing the invoices, which were in, in turn paid from mainstream RT funding that was available, and funding that could have gone to retaining uh, freelance staff, retaining facilities, and perhaps helping people on a lot less than €100,000 who are working in the organisation. I mean, I, I watched David McCullough the other, the other night interview the Deputy uh, General of RTE is sitting there in his cardigan, and I know um, Terry Prone wrote about it today in the Irish Examiner. She said it was a very awkward interview, and it was, because, of course, he's interviewing his own boss and question quizzing his own boss. And there was something too uncomfortable about it because he kept referring to David, uh, David McCullough as David constantly all the time. In other words, we're mates, we know each other. And, I, and I, it's difficult, I understand you in the newsroom would understand that, it's difficult, I suppose, to, to quiz your own colleague live on television on 61 News for the top story of the day where you're supposed to be challenging and remaining impartial, and that must have been very difficult. But in fairness, David did a good job. And when I watched it, I said to myself, I know in that man's mind, and in the minds of most people in RT News, they're thinking the same as everybody else. Why weren't we told about this? Why weren't we offered something? Why were we all taking a pay cut when this man was earning more than we were? And retaining that, and not only retaining it, but getting extra money realistically. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, you can understand the difficult position facing staff are being put in at the moment. Claire Byrne began her program this morning with a statement about her salary in the first instance, and then a very clear statement about her doing her job well. And that's one of the, as I say, one of the positive things I have noticed from Claire Byrne this morning and from David McCullough's performance at, at, at before the weekend when he interviewed the chairperson of the RTE board, Shuan Nirahalik. Yes. The professionalism of RTE staff is standing out here. The absolute integrity of the presenters was very clear this morning with Claire Byrne, was very clear with David McCullough and every other broadcast I have seen. They are going to ask the hard questions here. There's no question about that. Yeah. RT staff are going to do what they, uh, the only, uh, what we all would love to see now, let's be frank about it, we'd like to see the RT investigates team getting, the, getting, the, getting stuck in this. Well, I, I, and I do, I do believe Primetime probably will uh, do a piece on it. But in saying that, we all know that Dee Forbes is gone. She's now resigned, which means she has no obligation legally to go to the Oireachtas on Wednesday, although the Taoiseach uh, and Michal Martin have both said that she should go um, to answer all those questions. Firstly, do you think she'll appear? I mean, you'll know her better than I do or the type of person she might be. Well, we have to take her statement at, at, at first, first hand, I suppose, in the first instance. If she's in, um, in, in poor health as a result of what's happened in the last few days, I think uh, clearly she may decide not to attend. She's going to make that decision decision herself. I think more more interesting aspect of her statement this morning was the fact that she um, referred to the people in the legal and financial areas in RTE who were aware of what went on with regard to the that, that the deal which eventually was done. So she wasn't and the I only one who those, signed off on this. Yes, there was other people who signed yeah, off on it. And in those circumstances, Niall, I think the question would have to be asked. I'm sure it is already by members of the all public accounts or office public accounts committee can we have these people if they still work for RTE and they're in the financial and legal area can we have they, can we have these people named and can we call them before the committee this week and do you, uh, do you think Ryan do you think Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly will be called before the Oireachtas as well or should they be I, the thing about Ryan Tuberty is and I think this is a strong possibility I, I, knowing that knowing him uh, as, uh, as, uh, from, from working with him, I think Ryan Tuberty eventually will welcome the opportunity to come before a television camera or a presenter or, or an, and another presenter in, an even, in, a, in a fair situation mm-hmm. and actually uh, face questions on this. I think it may well be, he may well have to do it in the end. It may well be a thing that he may, well, he may have to do it in terms of his own career. But I think Ryan Tuberty will do this and I think the public will listen to him and I think the public will, will try and work out themselves how aware he was of what was going on, because you know that's he, he's apologised for not asking questions uh, when. Well, when he, he would. Well, Kieran, to, to be fair, he would have been fully aware of what was going on because you you wouldn't have an agent sign a deal behind your back or have no idea how that extra seventy five thousand euro was coming about on a yearly basis. So he he would have been fully aware of it. He had to have been. Well, well we heard this morning and we heard this afternoon of the way RT salaries. Are being, or were being calculated. We've heard of at least two presenters who had a, who had a combination of radio and television work. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised in the coming days if we hear uh, of some of the other people in the top 10 list of salaries 
who similarly had arrangements of this nature, perhaps for more than perhaps for more than two different uh, media. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, and in those circumstances, I, I genuinely believe that Ryan Turberty paid his agent to get the best deal he could get, and and at the end of the day, uh, I, I'm not saying he's, he's naive, but I, I genuinely, he's far genuinely from believe that. he did. He, <laughs> I genuinely believe he didn't understand the seriousness of what was going on, mm. uh, on, on because it, because it, because his first his second statement was so different as you saw to his, to his first, first statement. statement yeah, say. the first statement was a kind of knee jerk reaction. And Terry Prone today, when we spoke to her, said that he should probably, if she was advising him, she would have told him not to put out that first statement. Wait and see what the damage is first, and then put out a statement. You know, it'll take at least twenty four hours to see the full uh, the damage. But going forward for RTE now, I mean, look. This is not the first time Ortiz has been embroiled in some sort of mess, one way or another. I mean, it just seems to be badly run, the organisation itself. Now there's questions, of course, being asked about, you know, the pay that the top ten get. Is it too much money, considering we're a small population? It's a small public service broadcaster in the big scheme of things. When you look at the BBC or, you know, some of the big CNN in America or whatever it happens to be. So realistically, you can't expect presenters to get the same amount of money. I mean, the talk now is, and Dee Forbes was asked about this three years ago, should presenters' wages be capped? They are civil servants. Uh, well, that's provided they're not self-employed as well. I suppose most of them are. But, I mean, should they be capped? Is there, should there be a cap on the amount of money they pay out? The, 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 you have to understand where this came from now. The origin of the higher wages and higher salaries on the top ten list goes back way, way beyond the time of Dee Forbes. goes back, in fact, oh, I remember. to the time... Just, yeah. Back to the boom. Back to the boom. Oh, I sure remember Pat Kenny was on 950 at one stage or something ridiculous. Uh, you remember that. Uh, and you, you have to remember at that point, there was a time when RTE couldn't take any more television advertising. They were selling it at such a high rate. Uh, the, commercial, the, the, the commercial business was booming for them as well. The problem was, as, you, as, as we can all say now in, in, in the power of retrospective, is that after the crash, uh, regrettably, the issue of the salaries was not addressed. Uh, we were told it was being addressed, and that's what annoys the hell out of staff in RT. We were told this issue was being looked at. We were told they were coming down. But, yes, we found out in, in the Director General's statement this morning that when, when the push came to shove on a particular issue, she personally negotiated with an agent to ensure that one of the higher-paid presenters got the additional money that he was seeking. Uh, and that, I'm afraid, is, is, is going to but haunt... But, but, but we've seen that, Kieran. I mean, back, since far back as 2017, they were talking about cutbacks in RT because, of course, RT were going to the government with cap in hand looking for money. So we, we saw that from the very start. But yet, you know, not long after, of course, they were going to the government with cap in hand, you know, they were hiring, for example, and I'm not having a go, but Ray Darcy, who was paid 500000 or something at the time for doing both the TV show and the radio show. Now he's had a reduced salary now. I think he's only on 405 or something like that. I don't know the exact figure. But because obviously he's not doing the TV show anymore. Um, I think now officially he's the highest paid, as far as I know, uh, Ray Darcy. Uh, I think Joe Duffy would be next, probably Clara Byrne after that. So realistically, they, they, they weren't even cutting back then. Even though they were going with cap in hand, they were still offering outrageous money to presenters. I mean, it's all well and good if you're a private company or, you know, you're you know, Virgin Media or you're News Talk or something like that and you've got deep pockets like Dennis O'Brien might have. It's all right if, if you want to pay that kind of money. I mean, we all know Pat Kenny moved from RTE for more money from Dennis O'Brien. So, But realistically, when you have taxpayers' money and people are saying you've got to reduce it, you have to reduce it. You can't be offering silly amounts of money to people. Well, I was asked this question on radio this morning, and in, in, to give a very quick, quick and brief answer, I think the days of those those checkbooks being taken out for those amounts are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any broadcaster on these islands who's prepared to pay that money for any of the people on the RTE top ten list. No, to be no. quite frank about it. The, the international experience would suggest as well that that the money is not there, and it's not going to be there. And in, and and it's good news for for the hardworking staff journalists in RTE, the people who are, who've been paid a fraction of this been crying out for support and for assistance. Man, you know, you know, lots of people, so many people have retired in RT in the newsroom since I left. They haven't even been replaced. They're facing the same, they're, they're facing the, the same job with, with a bigger workload every, every day in many of them. And, and, and their money has not, their wages has not been... Uh, and and that, that is reflective. Like that's reflective across the private sector as well in independent radio. And we can, we can see that in every radio station. You know, that, you know, the numbers on people have only said to me recently, I'm thinking of getting involved in radio. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe that's not such a good plan. Because the radio industry, since I started, going back 25 years ago, I would say there's a third of the staff in independent radio now than there was then. 
which is quite shocking. And there's more radio stations now than there was then. Uh, when I think back, you know, at the amount of staff that we used to have in those days, even for a talk show, you would have had six or seven people. Nowadays, you're lucky to have two or three. Whereas in RT, you still have that six or seven. Now, I know that's probably reduced from 10 uh, that RT would have had some time ago. But the future of RT, a lot of people now left with a bad taste in their mouth. And not just now, you know, previously, of course, they want to get rid of the TV license, change it to a broadcasting charge instead to take into consideration, you know, Netflix and all the kind of modern ways of watching or viewing television, etc., etc. Do, do you think RTEs, I'm not going to say their days are numbered, but do you think they're going to have to start trimming their herd, so to speak? Are they going to have to cut back? Because let's be clear about it, there's some great programming on RT. There is no doubt about that. You know, the likes of Primetime Investigates, some of the home-produced programs are wonderful. Some of the service they give to people, I suppose, around the country that might not have a huge audience, but it's a public service. It's wonderful. There's no doubt about it. But there's some bad stuff there, too, that seems to just bleed money. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a very long road back for RT. The, bre- the breach of, of trust, the betrayal of, 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 of trust is going to be an extremely difficult uh, road, road back. And there, is going to be, there are going to be changes. There are going to be changes in the management of the company. There's going to be changes in the structure of it, the license fee issue and, and, the, and the revenue. But I'll tell you one thing uh, I think will, will, will come true for RT. A, a, a survey after survey has told us in recent times that the Irish public uh, get their news from RTE and get their information from the public service there and, and actually respect the, the level of service. There. That's not going to change in terms of the key core staff that's there. And the second thing uh, with regard to it, uh, Niall, the future, I think the right person is going in at the right time to try and start that road, that road back. Kevin Backhurst uh, was a very successful head of news there for over uh, three years. I worked with him. Uh, I worked under him. I found him to be a, a man of the highest integrity. And I'll tell you one thing. He worked in public service broadcasting in the UK. He knows the pitfalls that were there. He saw them in the BBC. And I think he, he's, a, he's a straight talker. And I think he's the, he, he is the person uh, to take on the challenge. And it is a huge challenge coming in the coming weeks and months to try and rebuild the confidence. I just, of, I just of hope the, it's not a poison chalice for him. That's all. I just hope it's not a poison chalice. I mean, the one thing well, that was coming across today, Kieran, and I'd call her after caller after caller on today, and the, a lot of them, you know, weren't firstly happy with the coverage of COVID uh, during COVID-19. They believed that RTE were very pro-government. Um, a lot of them weren't happy, obviously, with the mix-up over the money. They believed they'd been led astray and misled. Um, so it's going to be very difficult to build back public confidence. As I say, that's going to be the biggest issue. But that, that issue is going to be based on, on the betrayal of trust in terms of the incorrect information. They were lied to, as the, as the chairperson of RTE admitted on, on Friday, Shuni Rally admitted. But I think that's going to be the core issue. I think when, when, the history, when history is written with regard to our coverage of COVID and the COVID-19 pand- pandemic, I think RTE will come out on the right side of that. All right. Well, listen, Kieran. thank you very much indeed, Kieran Malouli. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you very much indeed. Um, all right, I want, to get you, I want to get your calls on this as well. Um, let us know what you think. Are RTE on the right side of history, generally speaking? <laughs> I, I, at this very moment in time, that would be a difficult question for you to answer. You're probably going to say no, of course not. I mean, we still don't know the answers. Um, and by the way, you're not going to find out tomorrow either, or the next day. Although more might come out. We don't know. And I hope not for RTE's sake. And I would suggest that if there is anything else to come out, you let it out quick. You don't drip feed it out in three or four weeks. That's going to be a bad thing to do. That'll be death by a thousand cuts, as somebody in the government mentioned today. So if there is anything else bad, they should bring it out now while it's hot, so to speak. And let's get it all out in the wash and we can all talk about it. But from a point of view of the Roxas Committee, that's going to take months. That could take six to seven months before we get all the answers that we need and find out exactly what went wrong in RTE. What went so terribly wrong that they misled the general public. Yes, you can talk about Ryan Turberty. And by the way, can I just say, <clears throat> I'm sure Ryan Turberty is having a very bad week. He's not on radio. It's a passion that he genuinely loves. And I know that feeling. I would be very disappointed if I wasn't on radio because I have a passion for it. There was a period of time, a short period of time, going back about 15 years ago, where I was off radio for a short period of time. And it killed me because every day I'd wake up and I'd have all these stories in my head and all these things I wanted to say. It's like a disease when you've been on radio and you have this, it is power. There is no doubt about it. It's not that I'm power hungry or anything like that, but there's the power of knowing what you say a lot of people listen to. Right at this very moment in time, for example, you know, the equivalent people listening to me, maybe is something like a full Crow Park or a half full Crow Park. I don't know, somewhere around that. I know we have a good audience at night. 
We have the biggest slice of the nighttime pie, that's for sure. We know that. So I know a lot of people are listening. Now, you don't have to believe everything I say. You don't have to agree with everything I say. You're welcome to come on the air and challenge every single thing I say. And I'm happy to see people do that. I've often changed my mind listening to people. But it is a passion. And I'd say Ryan misses that right now because he does say that he has a passion for radio. So it is a difficult time for him. I'm not, if for any second, forgiving what he'd done. That's not up to me. That's up to you. You're the taxpayer. You're the license fee payer. If, if it was me in that situation, it'd be none of your business, technically, because I work in the private sector. I don't work for the public. I don't work. On, you're not paying my wages. My boss is. The advertisers are. But for Ryan Turberty, of course, you're paying his wages. So he has a duty and a responsibility to be honest. He's admitted that he was wrong. He has admitted that it was an oversight on his behalf, that he should have checked it, and he should have, come, you know, he should have corrected it. But he didn't. But will you forgive him? Will you forgive RTE? But that's the wider question is, RTE in general, is it worth 160 quid a year? 40 cent a day. James was talking to me today. He's an elderly man. He doesn't have to pay the license fee, but he pays it anyway because he believes it's worth the 40 cent a day and he wants to support it. And don't come on the radio and just have a go at RTE for the sake of it. We know this is bad. It's easy to come on and just have a go, isn't it? That's an easy thing to do. I have people come on. I never watch RTE. Never, never. Did you see the Late Late Show last week? They had that bleeding needle on it again. I go, okay, you've just told me you've watched it. It was like years ago when I used to work for the Chris Barry Show, when I started radio first, back in the late 1990s. And I was a reporter, a roving reporter for the Chris Barry Show. And I'd go out into Temple Bar and get beaten up every now and again with a microphone in my hand. But I'd go over to people and I'd go, how you doing? And they go, yeah, who are you working with? And I go, 98FM. That's who I was working with at the time. Uh, the Chris Barry Show. And they go, wouldn't listen to him. And I go, would you know? No, wouldn't listen to him. Arsehole, wouldn't listen to him. Did you hear him talking to that girl last week? And they're, I'm going, why are you telling me this? Because of course they listen. So you do watch RTE. You watch it to give out about it even. But you watch it. And there's some wonderful programming in RTE. There's some awful programming in RTE. But there is some wonderful programming in RTE. Look at all the revelations over the last 20 years. Between nursing homes, children being abused in creches. All that was exposed by primetime. The Catholic Church exposed by RTE. By primetime, most of it by primetime. RTE investigates, RTE's newsroom. So yeah, you can have a go at RTE as some people did today during COVID. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't have gone on at six o'clock every day and told us four people died or 10 people died. That was unnecessary, particularly towards the latter stages of COVID-19. Maybe Claire Byrne shouldn't have had people, you know, knitting masks on the air and people in bubbles. All a bit thick, to be honest with you. I couldn't agree with you more. But a lot of good stuff came out of that too. Anyway. The number is 087-188-0008. So this is not, I can't listen to Scareburn. I've, I've heard that nickname being used, yes. Uh, anyway, 087, she's a good broadcaster, by the way. She's a very intelligent woman. 087-188-0008. The question is, is it worth the license fee? Let me go to Connor. Connor, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. Hey, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, I doubt it. Ryan now has to had to work for Chris Barry and get beaten up. <laughs> no, he probably Ryan, won't, no. Ryan being a Black Rock lad and, you know, it wasn't, wasn't his uh, grandfather one of the heads of RT and he's drenched in Fianna Fáil. That's Well, that's right. He's a, he comes from a political family, yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I heard uh, uh, I heard you in film here before and mm. I don't know. It came across that that Ryan is kind of, uh, I know, uh, what's the big deal here, you know? No, just, no, no nobody's maybe... saying that. Nobody is saying that. You know, the, all that was said was, it is a big deal. Of course it's a big deal. Because people misled the general public. Be it RTE, be it Ryan should have brought it to the attention. He's apologised for that. I did say that I've met him a couple of times. And as a person, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. Of course, he is a nice guy, and he and he plays a blinder for a toy show. But ultimately, he doesn't really care. Like maybe even even in in two thousand nine with Savage Goods, wasn't he? Not. I'm not taking a cut. 
I do, I do vaguely remember something about that, yeah. But he did, well, yeah, su- well, supposedly we were led to believe he did take a cut. But it seems now yeah. he didn't actually take a cut because he got his wages topped up. Exactly. Just a, just a pure arrogance. I'm not, but I mean, he is. He's just, just part of, I mean, I'm not, not of course going down the road of conspiracy theory or whatever, but. I mean, he's got, you know, totally born into this and kind of uh, whatever, you know. Mm. Like, you know, this be this be a storm in, in a teacup for a week or two and it'd be grand, you know. You think it'll just all blow over and go away? I, I, don't, I, I don't know, Connor, if I've, I would have as much faith in that happening as you seem to have. I don't think it's going to yeah. go away too quickly, particularly for Ryan Turbridge. I don't think it's going to go away too quickly because it'll take a lot. For him yeah, to be forgiven by the taxpayer. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, kind of financially, I think Ryan is okay. If it doesn't blow over, he's kind of, ah, Well, we don't know. We don't know his financial you know? circumstances. Don't get me wrong, he's paid very well, but people live by their means. So we yeah. don't know his financial circumstances. But I'm sure he's all right for the moment. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I'm sure he's not so far. I'm sure he's not, he doesn't have the price of a pint of milk, like, you know what I mean? I'm... I'm Hopefully he doesn't I know. I wouldn't like to see anybody down their knees financially. I know, I know. But uh, no, just uh, just another point. Anyway, it seems that Irish neutrality has totally come off the headlines. Anyway, conveniently enough for me, Hal Martin and the boys. Anyway, well, yes, there's, al- there's always a, there's always a distraction. Yeah, there's always a distraction, Connor, isn't there? Always a distraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. old Chinese balloons, what? You know. <laughs> I don't think that was intentional, Connor. To be honest with you. I just think that's the general public and the news that we like to consume, isn't it? Yeah. And you've got to decide which is more important. I know for me, yeah, neutrality, or whether you want it or not, is an important issue, an extremely important issue, which is long-term. This issue, as you exactly. rightly said, will be resolved very quickly. Anyway, Colin, thank you for that. Let me go to Angela. Angela, how are you doing? Hi, Lyle. How are you? Good. Uh, Angela, you know, it's a difficult one. You know, I mean, we can't deny something's gone horribly wrong. We can't deny there's maybe a bit of greed involved. I'm on this show now, Vivian. Yeah, you're going on in a second, Keith. Just hang on. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) People just like to talk in the background there. You can't can't deny things have gone horribly wrong. I say horribly wrong, right? Like, oh, okay. So he he took a pay cut. Well, he didn't. Well, he didn't really. Yeah, he didn't really take a pay. Yeah, but he got paid in another way. Yeah, I think anyone who turned around and said they wouldn't do the same is full of crap. Absolutely. Now, now I know you probably say that you wouldn't. And now, hold um, on! No, 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 no! Hang I, on! I would. I'd absolutely take it. Yeah. But I, the, but I, the difference I is, I but well, hang on! But I'm I'm not responsible. My salary, which is nowhere near Ryan Turbidy's, can I just point out? My salary is not on public record. My salary no, doesn't get not. printed in the newspaper every single year, and I'm no. not being paid by the taxpayer. No. But you know what? At the end of the day, with that kind of a thing, I don't think it's anyone's business what he's paid, what any of them are paid. Ah, that's nonsense. What, Angela, you're, now, now you're, you're talking no, to her. No, 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 you might as well say a politician, what he's being paid is none of your business. Of course it's your business. You're you're paying their wages. You're, you pay tax. Yeah but, the difference, yeah, but the difference between a politician... And Ryan Tuberty is a politician is meant to be looking out for my welfare. And so is, and so is Ryan Tuberty, and so are the presenters on no. RTE. Because firstly, they're on the most popular radio station, most popular television station in the country by the very nature of the public service and of the public service broadcaster. So they will always be the incumbent. So by the very nature well, of that, they have they quite always... a substantial amount of power. Now, what do they always say? Never believe anything the media say. Ah, right? well, you lead some isn't of that, us. Isn't that a, don't don't they say that a lot of the time? Don't be listening to the but media. People do. He's media, but people do. Yeah. A lot of people do, and a lot of people don't. Right? But my whole thing is to hear people saying, "Oh, shut down RT." Oh, sh-, it's like, oh, for God's sake! And as you said at the start of the show, I do laugh. When someone says, oh, I haven't listened to or watched RTE in 15 years. If you say that, you're full of sugar. I don't believe right? any, I don't believe people who say that. I don't believe, I don't believe anyone could ever say 
in 15 years they haven't watched RT. I mean, I give out about the Late Late Show all the time. You know, but but yeah. to, to give out about it, I have to watch it. So <laughs> I record, I record everything, right? I don't tape it; I record it, mm. and I fast forward it, right? Yeah, I am a massive Fair City fan, um, and if Fair City wasn't going, there'd be a lot of jobs that are gone for a lot of people there as well. I mean, we, myself and a friend of mine used to have bets on each week. You could nearly put a bet on a Paddy Perra as to who the guest on the Late Late Show would be. If it wasn't Mario yeah. Rosenstock, it was, oh, <laughs> he's, God love him, he's great, but he's a very entertaining man, but not on a regular basis on, or, on the Late no, Late Show. Like, if it wasn't, you always know, you always know always one know of them. always know someone's backed out. Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell. With Patrick Keelty, that they do kind of ramp it up a bit. Yeah. Um, the old Late Late you know, Show I was think... great, by the way. Do you remember the days when Gay would be on and he'd keep all the guests behind the desk so they'd all be on together? And then he'd throw out a social question, say if it was about something in the news, and he'd go to the audience and people would call in on the phone. These are the days, by the way, before all the technology we have nowadays, so much and easier to do it. Is, you never knew who was going to be on. Yep. You never knew. Now they announce on a Thursday who's going to be on. And I think that's such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. Very bad idea. Only ever once in a while would they kind of go, right, you know, back in the gay bow day, you know, when Archbishop Casey or whatever, when it was somebody massive, they'd go, right, listen who we've got. But now I think they're actually, you know, Killing themselves by Okay, you should be their new marketing manager, down. Angela. Now, back to Ortiz's situation at the moment. Yes. Uh, Director General, gone. Ryan, gone oh. for the moment, that's for sure. He's their biggest star. Yes. A lot of unhappy I, staff, a lot of embarrassed presenters today calling out their wages on the air. Must be very embarrassing for them, you know, because it looks bad because they're earning so much money. Uh, you know, why, why is it embarrassing for them? If it's public knowledge anyway. Because it is. No, hang on. It is embarrassing. When you're, when you're RTE and you're talking to the majority of your listeners who are earning less than 40 grand a year or 45 grand a year than the average wage, and you're sitting there and you're saying, I earn 400,000 a year or 350,000 a year, that is embarrassing. Because you don't want to come across as an arsehole. And that's just it. Like, so it is embarrassing to say that. Don't, I'm not saying they don't deserve the money. You know, that's nope. what presenters go. But I'm just saying it's embarrassing. What I, yeah, but why would it be embarrassing when it's public knowledge anyway what they're getting? Yeah, it's printed and it's public knowledge, but it's not, it's it's not the kind of thing you say. Knowledge. It's not the kind of thing you say yourself on the air. You'd be embarrassed. No, it's not. But the other thing about it is um, sometimes... I genuinely do. If you compare their wages to a lot of wages, let's say in the States or the UK, like with yourself, Niall, you're not getting paid half of what everyone else is getting paid. And that's not right either. Like people think that, and I'll bring it back to fair, people think that actors in Fair City um, get mountains of money. What they don't realise is when they're not on the screen, they're on the dole. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't get mountains of money. So, like, the way I look at this is it's a storm in a teacup. Another thing that is absolutely annoying me is the fact that because of what what has happened, now we don't know whether he's been told to take a week off. He has been told. He has told. been told to yeah. take time off. Yes. Why? Why? But, well, I, well I Angela, if you don't know the answer to that question, you need to examine yourself, right? No, no, he, no. Well, no, I he's just apologised because he's wrong in what yeah. he did. Yeah, I okay. do know. I do know. But what I don't understand is, once again, it's somebody in the public eye who's been accused of something, who has come out and apologised and suddenly, boom, they're but gone. Yeah, I, but the, yeah, but like the problem that. is, it's not resolved. And that's maybe why the executive, the board of executives said, listen, Ryan, stay the you know what away just for the time being because it's not resolved there's still so many questions to be answered now but maybe next week I don't know maybe next week he'll appear back on the radio mea culpa I hope he and, and talk to his audience I would like to think that maybe he could talk to his audience and then it's entirely up to them whether they want to forgive him or not yeah and, and that's what I would that's what I would have done I would have turned around let him go on today 
give him 15 minutes or a half an hour. I'm sure let they will. people come in. Be, let people come in, ring in, have a chat with him, and be honest. Oh, with I'd him. love to talk to. I, I I would love Ryan to ring in now. I'd love to talk to. Him. You know, because yeah, I think I think he's, he's a gen- I do look. I genuinely think he's. I put in the paper during the week because the paper covered one of my tweets. And I, what I said was, he's genuinely a nice guy, and it's up to the general public as to whether they want to forgive him and for yeah. his role, yeah. what they believe his role in this is. Now, I don't know whether they believe and it's so greed, whether they believe it's underhand, or whatever they believe it is, well, whatever. Well, if it's greed, it's greed. Isn't everyone greedy? Well, yeah, I, I just said I wouldn't refuse the money. But, but in saying that, I'm not working for RTE. So I'm not accountable in that sense. <laughs> I know, I know. I <laughs> if just somebody, know. if there's I anyone know. listening out there that wants to pay me an extra seventy grand a year, I'll happily take it off your hands, and I'll take if the I arm off it as well. Dial, I'll give you an extra seventy grand. Well, hang a on, year. Say, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Keith as well. Keith, how yeah. are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. No, how are you getting on? I'm grand. Yeah, uh, just uh, no. Let's be honest with you. Look at it. You have to sort it. Call a spade a spade. It's RTE again. Yeah. You know, and, and the people have, from the local butcher down the road, you're getting a bit of meat even today. There's another smoke screen to make them go more bigger after stepping down the late day. And my, my personal opinion is, I think the Criminal Asset Bureau are there to do a job and they should be investigating RTE. But brown envelopes getting hands out everywhere. Well, there's not brown envelopes getting hands out everywhere. That's not true, uh, Keith. And there is no suggestion at this moment in time of any criminality involved on the part of RTE in relation to this. A side deal is a side deal or a secret deal that nobody else was told about, which is immoral. There is no doubt. Well, well, hang on. Hang on, Keith. We have to be respectful here, okay? Is immoral, but there's no suggestion that RTE were involved in criminality. They're not. Well, I, I, personally, I think the whole lot of RTE should be dismantled anyway. Right. And the bones under them. Okay. Just to the top down, gone. Everybody, out the door. But that's not really the answer, is it? I mean, there's pe- there's good people working in RT. They're not all involved in it. No, I wouldn't say all, but what I'm saying is the majority of them, they're only reporting what, 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 what they want to report or what they're told to report. Yourself and Ben Scanlon now are gripped. I do more for the people on the airways than anyone has. Well, we're different. Okay, there's no doubt about that. We report from a different point of view than other people. But in saying that, you know, RTE are meant to be impartial. Um, I don't always, I would agree with you in some sense that maybe there is an agenda by times and they seem quite government-led, but I wouldn't say all of the time. I do believe in a lot of occasions when we look at, say, the Primetime Investigates programme, it's a wonderful programme. It's a really good programme. And when you look at, for example, Keith, this week, take this week alone, RTE and their handling of this particular story about themselves you have to take your hat off to them. They're not holding. They're not holding back. They're investigating themselves. Okay, Noel. Why are they not? Why, well, why is RTE not going on about the sixty-four children missing since the Ukrainian war went on in Tuesday? There's nothing about it. That's why people are annoyed and fed up when they see the likes of Tuberty coming out and they're saying this is a smoke screen. Do you know what I mean? They can't blame people now. I know, and that's a shocking story. I read it in the Irish Times the other night. It's a shocking story about teenagers being sent out uh, and selling sex, essentially, about uh, teenagers yeah. being abused. It's a shocking, shocking story, and I've seen the report in the Irish Times. And Tussle needs to be fully investigated. And yes, we will be having a programme about it. But, and, right. and, and by the way, Orty did mention it on the news. Unfortunately, you are right. This has distracted people, and that's not a good thing yeah. either. No. no well, because I, that, I, you're I, right, that story is much more important. Much more important. The more you and from the local butcher that's, there, that's down there in their local area, East Wall, he, he must be there 70 years or whatever. Mm. You know, you know yourself. And the first thing he said when, he, when you walk, it's smoke screen to, to cover up the hate speech laws and everything else. Bring it all onto Tuberty and they're not talking about anything else. Well, I don't think they're doing it intentionally, but you are right, it's a distraction. Yes. Thanks you very much, Noel, and thanks for the work you have to be doing. You have to take me hard yourself, Ben, because... Otherwise, people don't get to know the truth. People be much in RTE for so long, and you know, as I said, it's, it's just a smoke screen for everything else that everything else is going on around the world. You know, mass migration coming into the city, the north side is destroyed. There's nothing in D4. You won't do a program on it. 
Mm. You know, so... Well, I suppose everybody has a different view and everybody's a different viewpoint of what should and shouldn't be in the news. But I'm not going to complete. I'm not going to disagree with you in relation to that particular story that was in the Irish Times about Tusla. It's a shocking, shocking story, Keith. Uh, I have to move on. Let me go to. And I'm not trying to silence you. Like that certainly, I just need to, so many people want to get involved in this. I've to take a break, have I, John? I'm going to take a break just before I come to you. Okay, stay there, John. Stay there, Angela, if you want. To. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Do you believe RT is fit for purpose? Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Call us now on 0818-942-105. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Classic Hits at Work. With Trina Mara. Hey, it's Trina. All this week on the show, we have a brilliant prize. Want to send you to the Galway Film Fla to see Let the Canary Sing, which chronicles Cindy Lauper's stardom. You'll get to attend the closing night film and gala reception afterwards. There's a Q&A with Cindy herself, and we'll also throw in accommodation at the Victoria Hotel. Be here to win weekdays from 10 till 2. Classic Hits at Work with Trina Mara. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. 60 years ago, history was made when President John F. Kennedy visited Ireland. This summer, Epic the Irish Emigration Museum celebrates the legacy of his homecoming visit with a new exhibition. Relive the pomp and ceremony surrounding JFK's visit and uncover the cultural and political significance of his four-day trip through photos, interviews and contemporary documents. Homecoming, JFK in Ireland. On now at Epic. Visit epicchq.com. 232. Three simple numbers. But for Audi, they signify more. More innovation and excitement. An invitation to experience progress you can feel. And a shift in mindset to greater expectations. Like the competition edition on the Audi A4 and A5 S-Line models. All part of our 232 range. Discover how progress makes you feel in a 232 Audi. And book a test drive today. In the Phoenix magazine, Leo Varadkar's Russian roulette. Profile, horse racing's Paddy Dunican. Pacifist silence at Marson's forums, Youngblood RTE's Louise Duffy and Simon Harris's leadership timing. Also in the Phoenix, Una Healy's transformation, Jenny Keane's sexual revolution, Catherine Marson's 1.85 million euro grant, Liam Cunningham's supporting role, AIB shareholders set for profit bonanza, and Dave McArdle's court case. It's all on the Phoenix in shops and at thephoenix.ie. At Are Burn Experience, explore the underground world on a guided tour. Witness birds of prey in free flight. Or take a walk with a hawk. Visit our farm shop to sample our award-winning Baron Gold cheese and homemade fudge see our woodland come to life in our biodiversity walk discover it all at Isle We Burn Experience book now at islewebernexperience.ie you're listening to Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan with Recruit.ie download our job search app today search for Recruit.ie in your smartphone app store Ireland's classic hits radio alright keep texting keep whatsapping the numbers 087 John how are you doing? Not so bad. Listen, you you got a bit of a scoop there tonight. Uh, you actually were engaging there with the president of the Ryan Tuberty fan club, and her name was Angela. Oh, all right, okay. So, hi, president. <laughs> hi, how are you? You're, um, uh, you're very welcome. Hi, John. So, John the Ryan Tuberty Tur- Tur- Appreciation yeah. Society. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely I'm absolutely flabbergasted that she thinks. She described this as a storm and a teacup, right? Well, that's some bloody teacup like the amount of money that's involved. It's a slap in the face to every poor pensioner out there that's trying to get that, that doesn't yet qualify or that's on disability, doesn't qualify for a free television license. And this guy was getting money, hand over bloody fist, like, I mean, 75,000, 75,000. I mean, it's a total betrayal of people that are actually going out as if they had enough bloody bills to pay, pay for this bloody uh, licence fee to keep the like of him and the lifestyle and all the others are up there. A, this has been going on for years and it's about time the bloody shit hit the fan because going back to Johnny Ryan with the million pound deal, going back to Pat Kenny's huge salary and all this mantra we are told, oh, they're stars, 
they're not stairs. I mean, if you mean stairs, mean Hollywood, maybe t- uh, that comes to mind. We're talking about stairs, but this idea that oh, they'll be poached, so they'll go somewhere else, leave them go. But you see, it never happened because they didn't have to go. They got the big bloody money here, which they weren't worth in the first place. They were built up to this alter ego that uh, these are superstars. They're not superstars, and I tell you something: nobody wouldn't get a job in a shit house. Well, that's not. Well, well, hang with the great respect, John. That's not fair comment. Up to up to the point that this all came out, some people liked him, some people didn't. I mean, that's the way it is with every presenter. We're I, like, I never liked him. Oh, I never that's, liked and that's him. fine. That's fine. We're like Marmite. Some people hate me as well, right? And everything that I represent, and that's fine too. I accept that. But what I'm, and but the people who do like me listen to me, thankfully, and and I get wages. All right, so that's just the way it works. So the point is, you know. Ryan Tuberty, and, I, and I've said it before, don't mind, get me wrong, I have a pop at him every now and again on the, the air, you know, over the years yeah. I've slagged him off and had a, the crack slagging off the Late Late Show. But as a human being and as a person, he's a nice guy. I've met him a few Wait, times. This, this, he's this, a, this, no, this, hang this, on, this. no, hang on, John. He's a really nice, genuine man. Now, his, what he did is wrong. Okay, I know you I will. Mean, but, but hang on, what, you know, I'm, not, but I'm, I'm not like Angela, I'm not the fan club. I'm just saying what he did was wrong. He's apologised for it. Now that's up to you and Angela and everybody else to decide if you want to accept that apology. Well, I'll be honest with you, like his days are numbered. Like he will not be back on radio again. So I believe the staff, the staff that he shared the same space with, like, don't want him anymore. You can imagine all the conversations that are going in families tonight that work in RT and so you're I know, I know. And, and I know that's a bitter pill to swallow for people who worked around him, particularly those who might have been working, you know, on a lower wage of 40 or 50 grand to know that he was getting twice their salary just as an extra side deal. That's right. Not alone had the public been betrayed, but the staff had been betrayed by the mandates and yes. RTE. Let's be that's a bloody there's no way back for this guy like him in. I I couldn't see how anyone would tune in and listen to him. He couldn't explain. But they will but, but hang on, people I have seen presenters do worse than that on radio in this country. Sorry, Angela. Yeah, I was going to, that's what I was going to say. Of course they're going to tune in. Of course they are. And John, I don't know where you think who who like what do you think their wages should be? But they definitely shouldn't be the amount of money that they're being paid for crying out loud. I mean, Joe Duffy has but huge sure. money there. Uh, Joe Duffy answers, no, I've been on Joe Duffy loads. It sounds like somebody probably tells him tonight now that I'm saying something here. I won't be just standing and go, I do You take a chance. The thing is, he's an hour and a half on every day. And now, you know, he's having a hell of a lot more than you for an hour and a half. There was a time but you were doing two He's, he's had an awful lot more than me no. for a no. quarter of the amount of work. Sorry. That's, that's the point no, I'm making. What I have do you think, what time is Joe Duffy on? I don't listen. A quarter to one till two, three o'clock. Or no, till two, a quarter to one to two o'clock. And, and so all Joe, in the quarter. do you think that he arrives in? Do you think that he arrives in oh, at half I believe he does. I, I do I do believe he arrives in shortly just before the show and goes home after. I don't know now for sure, but I heard that he does. But their, their wages are nothing compared to a lot of wages throughout the world. Real people, real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.